Welcome to our 30th birthday celebration. But this year, as you know, it's online. But welcome. Great to have each one of you here. You know, our God is alive, and he's still working in us and through us and for us. Our God is awesome, and he's here, even though we are still worshiping together online. Now, I had hoped that we'd be back together, here together in church, worshiping together on this very special day. But we will be gathering back here in just two more weeks. On Father's Day, June 21st, we'll be back together. So I do hope that I can see as many of you that you feel like you can come together to come back and worship together here at Canyon Hills. Now, it's so hard for me to believe that 30 whole years have now gone by since Shirley and I planted Canyon Hills Friends Church until I look at something like this, until I look at how my looks have changed since 1990. I mean, look at that kid. (laughs) Who is that kid? And until I look at how I looked just before we started building this facility. I mean, who is that handsome young guy? (laughs) But time takes its toll on all of us. 30 years have now gone by. It's been 30 years since this church family was born. But it's been a great, great journey. A great journey of us seeking the Lord together and serving the Lord together to accomplish the mission that he's given us. Now, I am so thankful for every single person that's been a part of this church family over the years because each person has helped in some way to help us accomplish our mission, that mission that's been the same for 30 years, that mission which is to make more and better disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, I want to say to all former attendees, and I want to say to all of you current attendees, just a big heartfelt thank you. Thank you for being a part of making this church family successful in making more and better disciples over these 30 years. Now, for the past two weeks, as many of you know, we've been talking about the things that God has called each one of us to do. And most of you know, as you've heard me say before, that the main thing that Jesus has called all of us to do is to go into our city and to go out into our entire world to there make more and better disciples of Jesus Christ, to make more and better followers of Jesus Christ. That is the main thing that Jesus has called every Jesus follower and every single church to do. In fact, Jesus says it this way. Take a look at this. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all the nations. And then he says, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. That is what Jesus has called each one of us to do. And I'd like to say that's even what Jesus has commanded each one of us who claim to be one of his followers, one of his disciples, to literally do. So listen close now. On the cross, Jesus died. Then, out of the grave, 
Jesus rose. Then from the mountaintop into heaven, Jesus soared. But just before he soared to heaven, he gathered his disciples together and he shared his final words with them. And his final words are those words that I just read to you from the mouth of Jesus. The very last words of Jesus, the very last thing that he said he wanted his disciples to do, that he wants every one of his followers and disciples down through the ages to do, every one of his followers of him to do. Look at this. If you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are called. And don't take that lightly. You are called by Jesus himself to make disciples. Jesus has called those of us who follow him to go. And wherever we go in life, we are there to make disciples, locally, globally. And when we go, we are to teach, wherever we go, those new disciples how to obey all of his commands. So listen, if you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the main thing you are called to do in this life. If you're ever wondering, what is God's will for my life? That's it. That's it. To go and make more and better disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you might be thinking, but pastor, what is a disciple? Well, a, a disciple of Jesus is more than someone who has just prayed a prayer and invited Jesus Christ to come in to his life and forgive his sins. A disciple of Jesus Christ is more than someone who has been a member of the church. A disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is more than some parent who drops his or her kids off at Canyon Kids or at youth group every single week. A disciple of Jesus is more than someone who serves in some way at church. A disciple of Jesus is certainly more than someone who just has a Jesus sticker on their car. I don't know about you, but if you have one of those Jesus stickers on your car, I mean, you should not be driving crazy like 80 miles an hour on the freeway cutting everybody off just to get ahead of the next person. I mean, that is not a great witness, which is precisely why I don't have one of those stickers on my car. <laughs> so the question is, what is a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? What is the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ called to be or to do? Here it is. A disciple is, first of all, a learner and a doer. A learner and a doer. A disciple is somebody who personally digs into God's word day by day, morning after morning, digs into God's word, and then that disciple does something else. That disciple then does it. That disciple obeys it. The Bible says this, don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. I like to say it this way, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is a digger and a doer. Maybe that's hopefully simple enough for all of us to remember. A disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is a digger and a doer. So the question is, are you digging into God's word to learn it? Are you doing that? 
The question is, are you doing what you have learned? When you learn it, that's one thing. But then are you doing it? Are you obeying it? Are you following it? As you go through life, you are called, first of all, to be a disciple, one who learns God's word and one who does it. Then you are called to dig into God's word and go do it. Now, listen, there are 18 inches between your head and your heart. 18 inches between your head and your heart. But unfortunately, some people will miss heaven by those 18 inches. Some people know God in their heads. They know all about him. But they've never come to really know him and receive him into their heart. They intellectually know in their heads what they have learned through some digging into God's word, but they've never let that word change their hearts. In their hearts, they are not committed to being disciples of what they have learned, to being followers of the words and the ways of Jesus Christ. They are not what he says true disciples are to be. They are not doing what he says true disciples are called to do. The Bible says this, some of these people, look at this, have missed the most important thing in life. They don't know God. So listen close now. If you don't know and follow God, you will miss heaven by 18 inches. You will close your eyes one day. You will take your last breath one day. And you will hear Jesus say, I never knew you. Depart from me. You see, the truth is this. You might know some string theory. You might know chaos theory. You might know quantum physics or even be able to solve calculus problems in your sleep. But if you don't know God, you will miss heaven by 18 inches. If you don't know God in your heart, if you've not invited him to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, and if you've not been following his words and his ways, you can miss heaven. And that real possibility of missing heaven should cause you to decide to become a real disciple, to be a real disciple, a real follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, as you go through life, you're called to dig into a deep relationship with God and his word, and then do it. And then beyond that, you're called to go and help others become disciples, to help others dig into God's word and help them do it as well. The bottom line is this, disciples of Jesus are called to help others to become disciples of Jesus. First, as a student, as a worker, as a mom and dad, you are to be a disciple yourself, digging deep and then doing. And then you are to disciple, looking for others, be a disciple who is looking for others to help them become disciples. So first of all, a disciple is a learner, and then a disciple is a doer. But then take a look at this. A disciple then models the ways of Jesus. A disciple models what he has learned from digging into God's word. He obeys it. He lives it. 
He does it at all times, at all places. Wherever he goes, he lives it out. That means wherever you go, as you do life, then people will see you modeling the words and the ways of Jesus. In other words, you are a witness. People see Jesus in you. People see that you don't swear, that you don't lie, that you don't steal, that you don't cheat, that you don't slander others. People see that you don't gossip, tell filthy jokes, and you don't get drunk. People see when others treat you really, really bad, and yet they see you instead treating them with love and goodness and forgiveness and grace. People see that you're not greedy, but instead you're generous. People see that you don't treat those in authority with disrespect, but you treat them with respect, even if you don't agree with them. People see you. Understand that people are watching you. So as you model the ways of Jesus, they will see that you really are what you say you are. A Christian, a disciple, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. A disciple is a learner and a doer. A disciple models the ways of Jesus And then look at this. A disciple shares the words of Jesus. But listen, sharing the words of Jesus doesn't mean you have to go out and start preaching to your friends, your family members, or even your neighbors. It doesn't mean you have to to preach. But at the right time, when people's hearts are open, maybe when their hearts are hurting over something, you just say something like this. "Would, Would it be okay with you if if I prayed and asked God to help you? And then you just pray a simple prayer. And then as you pray, you let them hear the word of God and you pray and ask God to comfort them and carry them and strengthen them and provide for them in their situation. As you pray, you share the words of God through your prayer. At the right time when their hearts are hurting or when their hearts are open, you just maybe share about a time when you were hurting. And you share how how God helped you, how God strengthened you, how God carried you. And you share a specific scripture that you leaned on during that time, that helped you through that time. Folks, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, to share the words of Jesus Christ with other people, you, you don't have to preach. You just point people to Jesus by sharing the words of Jesus at the right time when people are ready. I mean, if you were hurting or stuck, wouldn't you like somebody to come and point you in the right direction? If you're hurting, you're stuck, you don't know where to go or what what to do, wouldn't you like somebody to come point you in a positive direction? To have somebody come alongside of you and maybe even coach you and help you in that time, in that situation, to get better? I mean, we all get stuck. We all get hurt at times. And we all need somebody to come alongside of us. And I can't think of a better person to come alongside of us when we're hurting and when we're stuck than a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the Bible, we see that Paul was a coach 
to a young guy called Timothy. And Timothy needed someone who was a little bit older. He needed somebody to come alongside of him who had a little more experience, someone who had a little more wisdom than he did to just help him. And so we find in the Scripture Paul coming alongside Timothy. And I think that every one of us needs a Paul at some times in our lives. And what I want to say to you this morning is that you can be a Paul to somebody. You can be a coach to somebody. You can disciple someone first by your model and then by sharing the words of Jesus with them. And if you don't know how to disciple someone, here it is. It's so simple. You just live the way Jesus calls you to live. You just model the words and the ways of Jesus. And then when the time is right, when people's hearts are open, when they're hurting, when they're stuck and they need somebody to come alongside of them, you just simply, when the time is right, share the hope of Jesus with them, the word of Jesus with them. Now, those of you who are parents, you need to understand this even in a greater way. Parents, your greatest calling on this earth is to disciple your children. But if you look at what most parents do today, if you look at the model, their model today, you would think that their greatest calling is to make their kids great soccer players by the age of six. You would think that their greatest calling is to make their kids ballerinas by the age of eight. You would think that their greatest calling is to make their kids conquer Algebra 2 in grade school. I mean, if you look at the model of most parents, you would think that their greatest calling is to make their kids succeed at things that really aren't going to contribute that much to their lives later on, let alone help them get to know God and help them enter heaven when their lives are over. Parents, listen close. Your greatest calling is to disciple your children, is to help your children become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, to help them get involved spiritually, model the ways of Jesus before them. At every opportunity, share the words of Jesus with them. I know in in my family, we were constantly studying the Word of God around the dinner table. We were constantly kneeling at the bedsides of our children and talking with them about spiritual things at nighttime and sharing Bible stories and listening to their needs and praying for God to answer their needs and meet their needs. Parents, discipling your children is your greatest calling. I mean, what could be more important during your week than doing that? But you've got to know this. Whatever you model is more important during your week. Your children are going to imitate as well as they grow up. So the question is, are they seeing you as a true, for real, disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are they seeing you as a disciple, a real-life follower of the words and ways of Jesus Christ? Are they seeing you model his ways? Are they hearing you speak his words? You see, they're going to imitate what they see. They're going to imitate you. 
Now, I want my kids to see me living for God, not living just to accumulate more things for me. I want my kids to see me living with margin in my life so that I have time for them and others. I want my kids to see me living as a generous giver to the work of God, giving the tithe of God and even beyond. I want my kids to see me praying and trusting Almighty God. I want my kids to catch me and see me reading the Word of God. I want my kids to see me obeying the words of Almighty God. I want my kids to see me sharing with other other people the words of Almighty God. Parents, when you are doing those things, you are modeling the ways of Jesus. When you are doing those things, you're helping your kids become disciples of Jesus. Parents, that's what Jesus has called you to do. That is your greatest calling. That's where you start going. That's where you start making disciples. Yes, you go out into your neighborhood and your city and your world, but that's where you start. So as you go through life, here's my bottom line. Be a disciple. Be a disciple and help others become disciples. Now, just let me say something that may be hard to hear as I close. Here it is. If you're not making disciples, it's time to ask yourself this question. Am I really a disciple of Jesus Christ? That's a hard question to ask ourselves. If you're not investing and seeing others draw closer to Christ or come to Christ through your life and your ministry, it's time to ask, am I really a true for real, disciple of Jesus Christ. You see, a disciple is a learner and a doer. A disciple models the ways of Jesus. Disciples shares the words of Jesus. Ask yourself, am I truly a disciple, follower, believer of Jesus Christ? As I close, would you just bow your heads with me and consider praying this prayer with me, a prayer to commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, to be his follower, a disciple of his, or to recommit if you've fallen away. Would you repeat this prayer in your heart after me? It goes something like this. Father God, as we celebrate 30 years of going and making more and better disciples of you, on this day, we commit or we recommit to truly be your disciples and to focus our lives on making disciples. So today we commit to dig into your word and to be doers of all the things you've called us to do. Today we make this commitment to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. And while your heads are still bowed, as you listen today, if you don't yet have a relationship with God the Father through God the Son, Jesus Christ, but you'd like to, you'd like to start following him, and you just pray this prayer in your heart, it goes like this, Dear Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you. 
I ask that you forgive me for all my sins. I place my belief and my trust in you to be my Savior and my Lord. And from this moment on, best as I know how, I will begin to follow you. Your words, your ways, I will follow you. I thank you, Father, for each person who committed their lives to you today or recommitted their lives to you. May you bless each and every one, I pray in Jesus' powerful and precious name. And all of God's people said, sitting in your living rooms around this world, in the name of Jesus Christ, all of God's people said, amen.